Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am super excited that you guys are here with us today. We've got a treat for you guys. Uh, a friend of the show, uh, somebody that Dean and I have known for a while, uh, is joining us. But before we get to him, obviously, I have to introduce the man that rides into the studio on a white noble steed every single time we do this episode, the one, the only, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> So, I, okay, I'm going to pull up on this now. Like, you sound, you made that sound like I'm here because I have to be here. Like, you don't really want me. It was like, I have to introduce him. Yeah. Well, that's accurate. I thought we built bridges now. Well, I, I mean, I, you've, you really want to hash this out on the air. We can. <laughs> we probably don't have enough time for that. We've, we've got a great <laughs> guest, haven't we? Like, we don't have enough time to throw so much hatred at each other. Yeah, maybe we're best to gloss over it. But I, you know, honestly, I was just trying to put on a brave face. You know, I'm here. I got to do another episode with you. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I have to introduce him. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm I'm awesome. Hi, how are you doing, James? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, seriously, it's great to have you, Dean. We both know Randall Grizzle, who yes, is our do. guest here on the show today. Randall, welcome to the show, man. Excited to be here, fellas. Been looking forward to it. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of your guys' show and just just you guys in general. So thanks for having me. Wow, that's Dean. I think what so we've got now we've got your mom who's a big fan, and we yeah. know that we have Randall who's a fan. There we go. We just doubled our fan base in an instant. Love it. This is remarkable. I think we could call it a wrap right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I needed was just to get that like ego stroke out of the way. So Randall, no, it's uh, seriously, it's great to have you, man. You know, one of the reasons that I was excited to have you on the show is you're a sales guy through and through. And I love sales. Dean loves sales. But I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand sales necessarily like at a fundamental level where it's just getting people to take action. And sometimes sales can feel scary. And people get nervous about, you know, asking for a close and, and all this other stuff. And you run this great group called Closer Secrets and you've done like work for some amazing people and all this other stuff. So I really want to like dive deep into salesmanship and sales psychology with you today. But before we do, I want to know, because I don't actually know this, like how did you get started in sales? Basically, as far as sales in general, I kind of feel like I, we've kind of all been doing that our whole lives. But we haven't. We haven't. Like a lot of people haven't. Like when when did you get started? Well, as far as the the high ticket sales, and it's been eighteen years back now. And for me, uh, at the time, I was running a custom concrete business and and landscape curbing, and we did well with it. You know, I was a young guy, and it was going well. Uh, but in the winter times, it snows out here, so. I ended up going and working at this this call center that was selling coaching and training for how to make money with eBay. eBay, right. eBay, nice. yeah. yeah. At the time, that's, where I, that's actually where I found Dean. <laughs> that was Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, I got into it uh, then and I saw some young guys that were doing well with it and I just kind of embraced the opportunity and, you know, it stuck. Before all like the formal, you know, like where you're doing it for, you know, for a job and, and to make money and all that, was there like, was there something like when you were a kid, you know, you went around, you know, selling magazines or candy or like anything like that? Probably the best, better example would be my wife. And, and it took a few sorting out to find her, right? So, <laughs> she, was your, so she was your big clothes. Yeah. So that's kind of the, Whatever. yeah, that's kind of. Oh, she's the, there too. She's oh, listening to this. She runs the show around here. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, she does. She's been a big part of what we're doing. And yeah, so we were just talking about before I hopped on here, how, how blessed we are with our workstation. She's got her laptop and dogs all around her and bundled up in a blanket doing work. And it's just, it's cool. So let's dig into it. I mean, with, you know, 18, 18 years of experience in selling things, especially high ticket stuff, what are some of the things that you've seen that work and where are some of the big mistakes that a lot of people make? So the biggest thing for making it all work is having a game plan. And I think a lot of people struggle with sales because they don't know, they don't have clarity with their direction. And so when you keep it simple and you have a a game plan for a process that you're going to go through and you stay on that track, then at some point you're going to end up being able to ask for a sale. And so most of the time people don't have clarity with that process. So they have that nervousness. They don't know which direction it's going to go. And it creates a lot of awkward. Nobody likes awkward. Except so, for Dean. Dean yeah. relishes in the awkward. He's really good at it. He's good at awkward. And some he people is. are. Yeah. That's why he enjoys it so much. Yeah. But <laughs> most people, though, aren't. So that kind of steers them away. But the thing is, is that when we embrace it and we understand why we're doing what we're doing and we understand that everybody's not a great fit and that's okay. But if they are a great fit, then they'll fit into the way that we're going to go through these things and we'll end up deciding that on our end. So so you're talking about a process or a game plan. I think for most people, they're like, all right, my game plan is to talk to somebody and hope that they buy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty broad, isn't it? Yeah. So you obviously have more finely tuned uh, game plan. So like, can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. You guys, you guys know who uh, Andy Stanley is? Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm familiar with him. How about Joel Olstein? Yeah, yeah, these big uh, leaders of the church, right? So these guys are probably some of the best closers, in my opinion, in, in the world, right? Would you right. guys agree? Like these guys are building massive communities, right? Totally. So let's just look at what they do and kind of just break it down and keep it simple. They come out every Sunday and they do their introduction, and when they do that, they set the tempo the right way. Like they, they come in with energy, you know, they're glad to be there. They're feeling good. And that's basically their, their introduction. And then they go into the next part, which is the probe or maybe the investigation. This is where they start asking questions, right? This is where they're like, so you guys feel like, you know, you, you've made some decisions that you wish you wouldn't have made and this and that, and you're normal. It's okay. They, they start probing. And finding, tapping into kind of people's, you know, where they're at and just their reality, you know, their truth. And they do a good job with that probe. And then they get into a blast. Okay. The next part. And the blast is where they're really just kind of creating excitement and, and giving them, giving them some hope. 
right? Letting them know that they have options. They, they can change where they're at and they can live the good life. And then from there, they get into the pre-qualification commitments. But if you're going to, you know, have the good life, you've got to make some decisions, right? You got to decide that you're going to do things the right way, put the, the time, make the investment, give back all these things that are important. Uh, and that, that's the commitment that they ask, right? And then at the end, they, they ask everybody, they go for the close, right? So they propose before the close, they make a proposal. They say, you know, I want to invite you, right? Right. Uh, and that's the close. So that's their process. And if you look at any, anybody historically, that's really good at influencing and persuasion. It's a lot along this, these kind of the same guidelines. So to keep it simple, break it down, keep it simple. As far as an outline for a way to get deals done is you do a good job with your introduction. You do a good job with your probe, your investigation, right? You do a good blast, create some excitement, bridge that gap. Then you pre-qualify Right. If they're going to accomplish this, then this is the commitment that you're going to ask of them. The proposal, this is how we're going to do it. And the close, let's go. And when you get good at that, it feels natural. And, you know, that's kind of the, the broad view of the outline to, for the high, high ticket sale process. So give me an example of like being on a sales call with somebody, what happens during those steps, right? So what happens during the introduction? on on a call and what happens during what you're calling like the probe or the investigation like can you kind of do like a little bit back and forth yeah do you mind if i even go a little bit deeper and expand on that a little bit i i don't mind dean do you have a problem with that i think that that would be awesome <laughs> okay okay because really with the high ticket sales it's a it's a whole process right and it, it's about indoctrination okay so a lot of times people are like I just need a closer. You guys hear that before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hear anybody saying that? Yeah. Okay. So the real is though, that they don't understand that it's more about the process than just finding somebody that can go through a script or understand that part of it and get yeses. Okay. There's ways so much more to it than that. So what I encourage people to do is to uh, embrace that indoctrination process and as closers master it. So for example, if, if I know that I have somebody that set up a call, okay. And it's set up for tomorrow at three o'clock, right. Then what needs to happen is I need to call them as soon as that happens. Okay. Or have an appointment center that reaches out to them as soon as they book that call. And then I need to have them, I need to let them know that they have some homework between now and tomorrow. Okay. Now this is ex exciting stuff. And if people do this, it, this 100% will help them. So the, the landing page that you email them. Okay. You guys with me? Yeah. Okay. So the landing page that you email them has a video that tells your story, right. And encourages them talk about taking action and stuff. Right. Then down below that, you have a whole bunch of different testimonials, a bunch of case studies, testimonials. Okay. And then down below that, you have a brief overview of your offer. Like maybe a little like sneak peek into the different things that are in your course or this and that, right? Mm. Right. 
and there's not a, it's not a lot. There's, there's total, you know, it should only take like 10 to 15 minutes right around there. Right. For them to sort through that stuff. And then right before the call, do the pretext follow up naturally or, you know, pretext, letting them know uh, that you have that appointment coming up. And then when you get on there, you'll have eliminated a lot of the objections that you would have had if you didn't have that one step. Okay. So like what kind of objections does that eliminate? Just so so we're clear. For example, you know, a lot of times people will ask, you know, can you share with me more of the details about what, how, what's in the course? Right, right, right. Yeah. Or will you share with me some testimonials? You know, I don't know, like they just haven't done their homework on their own and that's okay. It's up to us to take that responsibility to help them be in a position where they're able to make that informed decision. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, and the other thing is when they, is the, just the emotional selling from the video, right? Mm. Yeah. Seeing the story and stuff right before you hop on the phone. It's all timing, right? Execution. We're talking like Vince Lombardi fellas, right? Of course. Yes. Breaking this down to the ridiculous. But then, yeah, then when it's time to hop on the phone, it's it's a, a matter of nailing the introduction. And having the introduction, how you do that has got to be in alignment, right, with the videos and stuff and everything they just watched. Right. And, that, and out of interest, just before we move past the homework page, like – how strict of a criteria do you typically take that? Is it like if they haven't watched that 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 before the call, do you still do the call? Or is that like a strict thing? Like, oh, no, you need to do that before we speak. Yep, they need to do that before. The, that's their homework. Like they're going to have to earn themselves a, a spot. And so if they show up and they haven't watched the video, then you got to have them watch the video. You got to have them do their homework. You got to have them complying with the process. Right. So if they if they turn up to the call and they're like, no, I didn't get a chance to do it. Are you like, well, we can't speak yet until you have. You need to go and do that and let's reschedule. I say we're going to turn this into a mindset coaching, right? And like personal development, whatever. And you have to learn how to do what you say you're going to do, right? right? Yeah. Like We don't want to work with people that aren't. Like right now, I could take the time and get you excited about something. But the first thing that we need to have you do is go through that stuff. So what I'll do is I see here, uh, I had one that fell back. So I have an, an appointment open in a half hour. Watch it right now, and I'll call you back in 30 minutes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, right. makes sense. I like it. Yeah, then it, it's a matter of the old school. Everybody understands the the outline for the high-ticket sales script. There's some different things that everybody knows works. We do a good job with our intro, setting the tempo, letting them know how the call is going to go, right? And then we get into the, the real focusing on finding the why and who they are, what they're looking to accomplish and why they raise their hand. That's what the probe is all about. Like just keeping it simple. Right. Hmm. So I'm at the probe, like second part, I just did my introduction. Now I need to just be able to figure out those things. So this is why it takes the human element in sales because there's no actual perfect script. Because when I ask you a question, you're going to respond different than everybody else. Right. Hmm. So I have to understand the broad, you know what I mean? I have to understand, like, I need to accomplish those those four things, the four W's. The more detail, you know, the more time that I spend on those, the probability is much higher of me getting the deal. So James asked earlier, like, what are the biggest mistakes that people usually make? They just hop on and James says, okay, tell me what you got. And they're like, okay, so this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. James is like, okay, cool. I'll let you know. 
what I decide. And they're like, okay. They never do nothing. So it's about having that, that game plan where that's really not the option. Like you're spending the time figuring out why they're going to do it. And then from there, creating some excitement. Like this is where you're at. This is what you want to accomplish. This is, you know, an example of somebody that's, that's done it. So if I'm talking to James, right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you remind me of this, this guy, Dean. <laughs> Dean guy, please, right? no, please, please. <laughs> right? God, and, I hope not. And I'm like, Dean got started with us about this time last year. Yeah. And you should see the different things, the numbers. I don't, I don't want to make a bunch of earnings claims and everything else. Right. But the guy's absolutely crushing it. You should see his wife. <laughs> right. Like all this amazing things happened. Like recently, since he started, you know, being a part of what we're doing, that this community that we've, we're building. Right. And, you know, so I'm just showing you, James, that this could be you. Uh, but the whole key is going to be to get you to, to take action. Right. And stick to some commitments for it all to work out. So that's where it doesn't matter if you're building a hot dog stand or you're building a hot dog stand business or a restaurant down the street or, you know, going back to college. Anytime you're trying to change up what you're doing and get some different results, you're going to have to put time into it. You guys agree? Yeah. 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 Even if it's just an hour a week for your meetings to keep everything lined out, right? Whatever it is, there's always that, that time commitment. The other thing is, is that nobody likes working with a know-it-all. So just setting the boundaries up front is important. You guys agree? Yep. Yeah. And you guys are both very top level, top notch guys at what you guys do. hundred percent there, you know, there's no doubt. And so you guys aren't going to be trying to reinvent the wheel. We just want to make sure they're kind of open to doing things our way, open-minded. Right. And it's kind of just right. a way to keep getting yeses. They're like, yeah, you know, of course that's what I want. I want to learn. That's why we're here. Okay, great. Uh, the biggest thing though that, that Dean did uh, that most people don't because a lot of people that I talk to and they're they're running around out here all over the place are thinking about doing things different, changing their life. But that's the problem, you know, and the thing that Dean had going is he had courage. He, he made that decision, got started with it. So like we, we just want to be making sure that we're working with people that are decisive. Yeah. Okay. So you, you see your decisive person. Great. From there, we all know that whether it's that hot dog stand or the restaurant or anything else, businesses take investments, right? Yeah. And if people are telling you that they want to make an extra 50000 or 100000 a month, you guys ever heard that investments in business are relative to your return? Yeah. 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 So just being able to, at that point, make the money make sense. Like this is how the investment works. This is what we're the game plan. And then from there, they, they check off on all those commitments that you're going to ask of them. Right. Those are the main things. And those are the objections that you'll always get if you don't cover. Yeah. So we learned all those. There's somebody that's pre-qualified with the commitments. And then we lay out a proposal. Okay. And we're like, okay, and this is short. This is like a small a part of it. You don't want to confuse people. It's easy to do. So I keep that stuff so simple. Like at the end of it, it's just black and white. Like they want help to be a part of it or not. Right. That's the best case. As soon as you get their them thinking about too much other stuff that they just naturally want to think about it. Uh, so yeah. So lay out the proposal, keep it simple. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to meet up. This is how the deliverables all work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it's just the, the close is already done in the pre-qualification commitments. So then after you, you know, you go through those things, the deliverables, all that, 
you know, it's more of the question, you know, uh, do you see any reason, Dean, why I shouldn't work with you or, or James, you know, do you see any reason why we just, we shouldn't get you started rather than James? Yeah, we get, you know, we, this is something that we're going to be able to crush it with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's it, the whole process is hundred percent reverse selling and qualification. Yeah. Sales, right. Right. So that's the way I like to do it. And that's kind of the, and then from there, uh, you know, the follow-up has to be on point, really front loaded on what you provide right out of the gate, you know, and that's important. And another cool thing that we're doing is these uh, slide decks. So after you go through the pre-qualification commitments, that part of it, then you can have somebody hop on. Like if I was trying to sell James or Dean right now, I would be like, you know, you know, I'd kind of probe them out, figure out what they want to do. And then I'd be like, okay, look, can we hop on a Zoom? Hmm. And then I have a, a pitch deck that I would go through with them and show them, like show them, like show them what we're doing with the, you know, show them the different things that we've been able to accomplish, show them how our offer works, give them that visual and being able to face to face on the higher ticket stuff, like, you know, twenty thirty thousand $30,000 is, you know, it's just powerful. It's just what needs to happen. It's kind of the future. Mm, nice. Yeah. Interesting. So, so then, um, nobody's going to close a hundred percent of the time. And what are the, you know, that sounds like a really logical progression in that conversation. What, when people get objections, right? I think this is another fear that a lot of people have is like, okay, I'll go through that whole thing and then I'm going to hold my breath and hope that I did the whole thing right. But invariably somebody's going to be like, well, I don't know if it's the right time or I got to think about it or like whatever, right? People are great at coming up with excuses. How do you handle them in the context of this whole game plan that you laid out for everybody? You know, it's amazing. That, that's a, that's an amazing question. It really is because, you know, <laughs> the, the game plan that I just laid out there is created to 100% protect your time as a closer. So like I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I don't spend a lot of time on the phone with people that aren't qualified. Right. Okay. So the reason why most people get burned out and struggle you know, is because they're putting all this effort, like you just mentioned, into going through all the biscuits and the gravy and explaining how it all comes together. And they do that because at the end of the, they're hoping at some point that the people are just going to say, oh, that sounds amazing. Let's do it. But that doesn't, it doesn't ever work that way. So that's what I mean. That That's why most people struggle with sales is because they, they, they talk about the steak, not the sizzle. So, so with this, like with this pre-frame and the, and the homework that people are doing and the intro and the investigation and all that, do you find that that significantly cuts down on the objections that you face at the end when you're actually closing the sale? That's what's up, buddy. Yeah. You're, you're catching it. That's exactly what I'm trying to lay down is it's about the flow. Right. And if like Dean was asking, if somebody doesn't want, if I, if I talk to Dean and he tells me that he'll, uh, watch the video before our appointment and he doesn't do it, then I just need to hold him accountable and try to get him to do that first thing. Cause if he won't do right, that, yeah. he's not going to give me his credit card. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and if he blows me off and whatever, then that's okay. Not everybody's a deal, but the deals will kind of go through the process your way. Right. Like they'll show up, they'll watch the video. That's the first thing. Like get them to watch the video and then get them on a call. Um, and then it's about executing the, you know, like I said, you can do a two part, use the phone in the, initially, 
uh, and then kind of move them over to Zoom. Or some people have luck with getting them to just show up. You can give them options when you call them and you give them the homework. You can give them options if you want them to, uh, if you want to share them with a Zoom link, you know, or whatever, or on the phone. And like that, that whole, the whole pitch deck thing that you talked about, that's pretty interesting. Like what, what would you put in there that would be like the right balance? Like that maybe they want to have some visuals and, and there's a lot of people who are, you know, visual learners and decision makers and stuff. But then you can probably put too much stuff in there too and actually confuse them. And then they're like, ah, like I've, I'm, I've got information overload. So like what, what goes in that pitch deck? That's a good question. So if I were to ask you, what are the most, the four or five most important things for us to establish to, to be able to create sales? Like, what would you say? Like, what do we, you know, what do we need to to establish for us to get somebody to the point where they're going to, you know, buy from us? I'd say trust an acknowledgement of the problem and the possibility that we have the solution. Okay. Credibility, possibly trust in the product, trust in the company. Okay. So and those are all that you guys are, you know, spot on. These are all things that we need to, to, to create and build with that deck. Right. So how do we build trust? Well, Dean might show a picture of his burlesque dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just ruined the sale right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not closing any sales because this guy, this bearded guy is lipstick in a dress. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Dean knows how to do it, man. If you ever get a chance to hang out with Dean, Oh man, you know he knows how to do it. There's no doubt. I've had that pleasure. It's awesome. If I'm not mistaken, one of the first times that I ever hung out with Dean was with you after we all went to dinner and we went back to your house to hang out. Really hoping that this may not ever be spoken about again. <laughs> we should not tell that story. <laughs> oh, I wish I could figure out how to sneak it in somehow, but there's just no way. All right. So so back on track. So okay, so you asked a good question. Like how how would we establish trust? I, I guess, you know, Dean's Dean's thing about, you know, credibility and you know, showing other people that we've helped and, you know, social proof and stuff like that would be would be one way of doing it. And then the next one uh, problem. Yeah. So your guys' avatar, the people that you guys are serving, you can speak to that. Like you know what what's going on. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then yep. and then credibility, you know, that's you know, like I mentioned, the the case studies, those things, right? Like you won't have yeah. too many of those. The more social proof, because that's the other way that we get that trust, right? The more of that that we share, the more likely we're gonna be able to to get them to make a buying decision. And then you just mentioned the solution. So, I mean, those are all the, that's, that's all the same stuff that the, we go through with the whole sales process, right? Yeah. So when you're on the pitch deck portion of it, you're, you're doing those same things. Like you're, you're building trust by showing them the different people that you've worked with in the past or in the past. Uh, you're, you're talking about identifying the problem. This is what most people see. And then you can show them even like graphs and stuff or do like a lot of people in the agency business do analysis chart things and stuff, right? But you can go through and show them how the solution, how you can be that solution. That's that's really the the outline for the uh, the pitch decks. And the main thing with the pitch decks is it's a straight line to ask for the sale. Okay, so when you get on that pitch deck, you're going to go through, you're going to get through it all, and at the end of it, 
it, it asks like so it helps kind of maybe a average closer be you know a lot better mm. so just to ask out of interest because I, I i love this idea like are you um are you setting the stage for this to happen in advance as in you know are you saying to them like prior to the call or, or during the call that they should be at the computer when you speak to allow you to do this on zoom or like how, how does that setup happen yes yeah yeah so it all starts with say that you set up a call on my calendar for tomorrow at three o'clock yeah. right so I have to assume that you set that up maybe because not because it was the best time for you, right? right. But it was a time that was open on my calendar. Right. Okay. So let's assume that. So the first thing I see it, I just see it pop up. Oh, Dean, Dean set up a time on my calendar. So the next chance I get, if it's right now, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to pick up my phone and I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to call you. I'm going to say, I, I see that you filled out the application. Looking forward to talking with you tomorrow. Um, I'm going to send you an email. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework to do before our call tomorrow to, so that we're able to maximize our time together. Um, and I noticed that you set it up for, uh, uh, you know, four o'clock tomorrow. It was, was that the best time or was that just the, the time that was open? Uh, well, you know, it was, it was, it was just kind of the time. That, okay. Well, let's do this. If I email you right now and have you watch, you know, spend 10, 15 minutes and go through this. Are, are you available in, uh, you know, in a half hour or an hour? Like you want to try to get them on as soon as you can. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So just because they set that up for tomorrow, that doesn't mean that needs to be when the appointment is right. It can be, uh, but you want to do it as fast as you can. You know, and there's creative ways to, to try to get them, you know, to create some inbounds and stuff like that as well. So anyways, then, yeah, send out the, uh, this, the stuff that I shared with you, like, you know, this is stuff that it's, I'm just being real with you, the stuff that's really working well for all the the people, the clients that we're working with. And we spent a lot of time and stuff trying to figure out all this stuff that I just shared. Right. Yeah. So I hope it, I hope it helps, I guess. Yeah. Somebody. Well, I, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. And I'm sure anybody who's listening who wants to, you know, really dial in their sales process would be, uh, would be really smart to implement this stuff. Well, I guess I'll just ask the question. If people want to, if people want to find out more about what you're doing or work with you or, you know, kind of dig, dig deeper into some of the stuff that, um, that you talked about here today, like what's the best way for people to do that? The closer secrets group that I have a private group. Um, that's more, I have a lot of business owners and stuff in there. Uh, so they're welcome to join that group. Um, and then and that's a That's a Facebook group. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a Facebook group. Um, make sure that you put your email and, and stuff in there so the admin will accept you. Um, and then, you, you know, you're welcome to, uh, shoot me a message, anything like that. If you want to have a conversation and then if you're interested the, in actually doing high ticket sales, man, you want to get access to the, the course and everything that, that, that I'm putting out here really, really soon, then you want to join the grateful closers community. There's a bunch of amazing people in there. Those are all people that are looking for opportunities doing sales. So like, that's my, my main thing is spending as much time working and developing and just all of our closer community, our systems, processes, everything, right. All uh, come together. That's our hundred percent focus. Like I'm not even, I was supposed to go to some different events and stuff like that, but my mentor, somebody that I, I respect, I guess, basically, I'm not doing that because I am 100% focused on what I just mentioned, like maximizing 
and every opportunity that every closer that we have on all the accounts are getting. Awesome. And and you wrote a book as well, right? Yeah. Closer Secrets. You can go to closersecrets.com if you want to uh, check out the book. Yeah. The book is the high ticket sales process. It's good stuff. If you're uh, maybe trying to get a couple closers going uh, or a little, a little call center type thing. So, yeah. Awesome. And I, I, uh, I should let you guys know, especially Randall, I am presently wearing my closer secrets hat. Oh, nice. Are you really? I am. I am. It's, it's one of my favorite hats. That's so amazing. Do you you have one of the grateful ones? Uh, I don't think I have one of the grateful ones. I've got the one like with the, the black one that says closer secrets, got the little circle logo on it. Yeah. You got like one of the old school ones. That's yeah, pretty that's cool. right, baby. Yeah, the old school one of the original. <laughs> Are you wearing your closer secrets hat? Team? I don't have a closer secret. Oh, <laughs> what a shame! Uh, <laughs> he needs the hat too. Yeah, if if you guys both give me your uh, addresses, then that'd be amazing. All right, we'll uh, we'll do that. You're gonna have to send it all the way to the United Kingdom for I know. Me, I already, so you might, already you might want to just send me too. Calculated how expensive that was gonna be before I spoke up, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's amazing, awesome. Well, this uh, this is this is super valuable. I mean, like just this, you know, just for you guys listening, dialing in this process is not easy, right. and to just take what you learned here today and and like. You don't. You're not going to implement it all immediately, all at once, or whatever. Right. But this roadmap is is solid gold. And uh, Randall, thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, for coming on to the show, um, Dean. What uh, what do you got? Closing remarks. Oh, I uh, oh, there was so much. This is one of the, definitely one of those shows where I've got like a whole page of of notes that I scribbled here. But you know, one of the things I love most is uh, like how you. How you how you maintain that position of perhaps would you say like a position of authority with the prospect in the sense of holding them accountable before the call even takes place? You know, I, I've I, as as perhaps you guys know, you know, we we've, we've done a lot of stuff with high ticket sales. It's a large part of the business, and I can say as various stages throughout the years of of we've been developing this process. Uh, in our own business. There's been points perhaps where we were, you know, starting out or we've gone through phases in the business over the years where we had a low supply of leads. And I think, you know, for us, we've always noticed like, oh, when you really need the sales, they never come. And I think one of the reasons is, and, and that I think that to me at least like pinpoints a strong reason. It's like not only in the, to- like perhaps your tone when people sense you need the sale, but perhaps as well, like, you know, I, I can definitely say there's been times where my team, when we've had low amounts of leads, you know, in the situation like you described, Randall, like, oh, did you watch the, you know, did you do the homework? Like, no, I didn't get a chance to do it. Oh, no problem. We'll carry on anyway. You know, like, and I feel like you probably just lost it there and then already. I love what you said in the sense of no, like, oh, we need to stop now. You need to do that. We need to, you know, we need to make sure we start on the right footing here. So that to me was gold. So yeah, I appreciate you, Ben, as always. I'm I'm just grateful that you guys had me on. I appreciate both of you guys. It's been uh fun watching you guys do what you do. Uh so yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm just grateful that you guys had me on. Let me share. No, I, absolutely man. We're uh, we're happy to and I think uh, all of our listeners will be happy as well. And I think, you know, for me the cool thing is you know, kind of building on what Dean said is I think it I think in a lot of people's minds they think like, "Oh, a sales guy has to be aggressive. A sales guy has to be pushy." Sales guy has to like have all these slick tricks and stuff like that. And I think for for people listening who don't know you personally, 
like you're you're determined, but you're kind of like a you're, you know you're just you're a good guy, right? And you're just like there, there's no pushiness and there's none of that. It's just um, you know I think you can kind of get the sense of you don't have to be pushy or aggressive. You can be easygoing but firm and determined at the same time. And you know that was one of the things that I I wanted people to hear. And one of the reasons I want to have you on the show was like your process is great. And all the stuff that you shared is great, but just like, you're not like, you're not like a, you know, I think a lot of people think of sales guy as like used car sales guy or a car lot. And somebody who's just like, oh, like, you know, the pressure and like all this other stuff. And it's, it's not that way. It's just guiding people through a really natural process in a way that treats them like another human being. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate about the way that you approach it and, uh, and how you've shared everything on the show. So thank you, man. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys. Yeah, and uh, so to our listeners, uh, make sure uh, make sure you implement this stuff in your business if there's something that you're thinking about doing. And if you want to get a hold of Randall, make sure you check out his Facebook groups and uh, share share the uh, share the show with your friends and anyone else that you think might find value in it. And we're going to wrap this one up. This is James P. Friel signing off for another episode with Just Tips. We will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.